the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by my good friend, Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you, America, to give you a little bit of hope in a world that feels a little hopeless, to give you a little bit of peace in a world that feels chaotic, whether that's with your money, your relationships, your mental health, you name it. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Caleb kicks us off in Indianapolis. Caleb, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, so uh, back uh, last uh, end of 2022, um, I went uh, through a divorce, and following up that divorce, I got into the gambling addiction. Um, got into it pretty bad. I got and I kept it a secret from family, friends, and and everybody, and. Um, Fast forward to about February after I sold the house and stuff, I uh, reached out to my parents and uh, let them know that my situation, um, I came clean with my debt and, and told them the amount that I had and all that. And they got me onto this program called uh, Green Path Financial, which is like a debt consolidation. They consolidate with your creditors oh, and they try to lower the interest rates on, um, on your loans. So I, I went on that program for about 10 months now and, um, I finished my college, uh, fortunately with my last marriage, I did get free tuition with my, uh, degree. So I do not have any student loan payments. Um, I got a new job down here in Indianapolis. I'm three hours South of my own, even with this debt, um, got a quite a bit of, uh, pay raise. So even budgeting, I thought I would, uh, be able to tackle this on my own. And unfortunately, you know, a few weeks ago, I, um, got right back into the gambling addiction again. And I'm, uh, finally reached out to my parents and I also have a girlfriend now five months and I've lied to her for five months about, um, my current situation and and not telling her about the gambling. And at first I told her it was only like $6,000. And then I came clean two weeks later and said, no, it's really like $20,000. And then I really wasn't being honest. And I finally told her a few days ago that it was amount of $35,000. And she's very hurt by it. I'm hurt by it. My family's hurt by it. So um, I had to reach out to the hotline uh, to seek help for myself um, and and tried talking to a therapist about it. And I guess, you know, I'm trying to move forward. I'm kind of behind on things. I'm just trying to get back on my feet, you know, and and most of my support is, you know, three hours away. So as far as I go, I'm not sure what to do moving forward or what suggestions you guys may have. Did you keep your job, man? Yes, I still have my job. Are you still going every day? Yep. Okay. Um, Are you ready to be done? Oh, I'm done. (laughs) I know, but you said that last time. Are you ready to be done? I'm ready to be done. Okay. What steps did you take in order to be done? Uh, I called the hotline and I I told them I need help. What kind of gambling was this? Uh, Online. Yeah. uh, Blackjack. Have you disconnected um, your your internet from your home? No, that's all tied into my uh, rent. It's, it used to be separate, but now it's not. Have you got rid of a computer so you have no access? I don't have a computer. It can be done on the mobile phone. I know. I was going to get to your mobile phone next, but here's what I'm saying. You've destroyed your life once. You've done it again. And until you get really serious about it, and take away access and not just the hotline is great. It's really important, but you need to go to a meeting tomorrow 
Or if you right. can find yeah. a GA meeting uh, tonight, go tonight. Okay. Because you got you got nobody in your corner, man, and um, it doesn't map right on top of it. But I like the idea. It doesn't work a dollar for dollar, if you will. But the idea that addiction is often connection related or disconnection related. You got nobody. Right. Right. And the person you did have is now very disconnected from you because you didn't tell the truth. Right. Right. And she's still sitting by my side right now. I know she did. I know she did. But there's a gap between you and you know that you can feel it. Right. But here's the deal. When I ask you if you're all in, if you're ready, you got to be all in. And if that means getting a flip phone for a while and not having internet access, great. If that means for a season, um, I've deleted every app off my phone and my wife has a mirror app or my girlfriend has a mirror app or whoever my accountability partner is, great. And I'm going to go to a meeting at 6 a.m. I'm going to go to another one at 7 p.m. Do you have time for that? Nope. But you don't have time to keep drowning either. Right. And she's in the opposite situation as me. She's, you know, what, 300 plus thousand in net worth. And, great. And we're not, we're not having, very a, frugal. we're not playing comparison game. <laughs> we're trying to survive. Right. Because that comparison game for somebody in your situation is a shame factory. You don't need that right now. You got enough shame as it is. Right. You need to sit in a room with other men and women who are in the same pocket of hell that you're in and feel them go, yeah, me too, man. Right. That's it. And if you don't take it this seriously, you're going to be right back in the same situation. Your girlfriend's going to leave and you're going to owe $65,000 to $35,000. Correct. Online sports gambling is a cancer in our country. And you got it. Correct. Is there more debt, Caleb? No, that that is me coming clean. That is everything. What so, do you What do you make in your job? Uh, about seventy thousand a year. Okay. And what is this thirty five thousand dollars in debt made up of? Uh, just a combination of credit cards. Have you cut up all of your credit cards? Because that's one of the reasons you keep going yeah, back are, here. All the accounts are closed. Okay. I have no access to any of the accounts. That was part of the agreement when I joined the debt consolidation program. So is this all one giant debt now that you're working on? Correct. Okay, what's the interest rate on this? Um, they vary between 3% up to 9%. They um, have one card that's at 9%, but they say once 18 months of payments have been completed, they would drop it to zero. So. Okay, well, I want you to attack this aggressively regardless of the interest rate. You've got one mountain to climb, and that's this $35,000 debt. You make seventy k. Can you work on top of that? Yes. Because if we can get any extra income, we can get rid of this debt within 18 months. Is that fair? Do you have any money right now anywhere else you could liquidate or sell stuff? Uh, That was a question I was going to ask. I have a 70 Camaro that my uh, dad and I did 10 years ago. It's in his name now, but he's giving it to me to get my kid someday in the future, but he says, no, you're not selling it. So what's your thoughts on that? Because he wanted me to ask too. I probably wouldn't sell it. I mean, right now, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get Band-Aids over cancer. You can't do that. I'd rather see the behavior change here. Yeah. When you feel that with your future income and you see all that money disappearing towards lenders, it's going to be a stark reminder of why you're never going to get back here again. What do you do for a living, brother? I'm a senior system administrator. Cool. So yeah, you can drive in the morning and you can do your job in the during the day and then in the evening you can drive again or you can go throw boxes at a Walmart until 11 p.m. Gotcha. If you're working like mad, A, you don't have time to be on your phone gambling. 
And two, you cannot do this by yourself. You have to get a group that meets in person and you'll sit around a circle and look at each other and be honest, period. You can get out of this in 18 months, probably quicker than that if you want to work and if you want to be committed to getting well. Um, Hang on the line. We're going to send you Building a Non-Anxious Life, my new book. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We've got a special show coming up in December here. In a few weeks, we're going to be doing the giving edition of The Ramsey Show. It's one of our favorites of the year, and we want to hear stories from you guys about how you have given generously this season. Maybe you have tipped a waitress 100 bucks. you bought Thanksgiving dinner for a family who couldn't afford it. Maybe you blessed someone in need by giving them a car. Who knows? Maybe you were on the receiving end of all this, and you had your life changed by someone who gave generously to you. We want to hear those stories. Here's what you need to do. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash ask and put giving in the subject line. It's coming up on December 18th. So start sending in your stories of giving today and let's celebrate living like no one else so you can give like no one else. RamseySolutions.com slash ask. Sam is up next in San Francisco. Sam, what's going on? Hi, happy Friday and Merry Christmas. You um, as well. My question is my question, my question is regarding my disability insurance. Um, I have own occupation disability, which made sense when I was single. When I finished all my training, I had $458,000 in student loans. Um, I've been paying, I was paying about 3000 a month on them. I'm recently married. Um, we've combined bank accounts, income and debt. We're in baby step two. On the one hand, it's only been a few months and I'm just really frustrated with what I feel is our lack of progress, which probably isn't as bad as I think it is, but I would like to redirect that 450 a month to the debt. On the other hand, um, I feel like it's irresponsible to cancel it because if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, um, my student loan companies won't care. My loans are the bulk of our debt and we would definitely struggle struggle on one income. But if, if so, you die, like, your student loans die with you, don't they? Yeah, but if I'm just disabled, they don't. Okay. So if I lose a limb, um, okay. so I don't know if should I cancel it. Should What's I it costing it right now? Out of, pardon me. What's it cost right now? It's like around four fifty a month, but it goes up every year. It's four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yes. Is this short term or long term? No. It's long term. That it's feels long-term. real high for long term. Mine is like twelve. It's, yeah. Twelve bucks. Yeah. Mine's well, mine's own occupation, so it's specific for specialized. What do you What do you do? Yeah, I'm a surgeon. Mm, that explains it. Uh, well, there, mm-hmm. there's a reason it's higher, and that's because there's a higher chance that it could happen in your occupation, and there's a bigger income to cover as well. What do you make? Um, it's highly variable because um, I'm pure commission right now. I'm probably bringing in around 12000 a month after taxes. Okay. Um, but I'm actually also about to, in the next couple months, I'm leaving my job and starting my own practice, which will give me a huge hit 
And so I'm also looking at how that's going to impact our budget and where that like 450 mm. goes. Have you reshopped um, this insurance in a while with an I independent broker? I would at least do that to make sure you're getting a, uh, the best deal possible for a great coverage. What is it? How much does it cover as far as your salary? What so percentage? It's actually two policies. One of them is like up until 65 and then one of them is lifetime. And when I, I kind of did reshop it, like right before I finished all my training and he said, keep the lifetime because they don't offer that anymore. So I think the lifetime is 1500 and then the other one is 2,500. So it's a total of 4,000 a month. Um, and then, like, 1500 of that is good for lifetime, and the rest would drop off at 65 I don't know that you'll need the lifetime ton, I know, one. but it covers, it covers my minimum payment. So. But if you're retired at 65 you're not going to need that anymore. Yeah. True. So I, I know it, they may not do it anymore, but I also think it's also not super helpful. So if you want to cut down the cost, I would cut that one, and I would also reshop it with an independent broker. But no, I would not cut this out of your life to get out of debt faster. Uh, okay. insurance is too important, especially in your field mm-hmm. and disability. Long-term disability is one of those that we recommend for everyone. And uh, Ramsey thankfully covers that for, for our team. But because of your occupation, I know it's pricier and it stinks to pay that out, but it also stinks to pay my auto insurance and my life insurance and my health insurance. But goodness, <laughs> we're glad we have it when life hits the fan. What kind of, what kind of surgeon yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah. Pardon me? What kind of surgeon are you? Um, plastic. Okay. Um, I know I'm underpaid. That's why I'm starting my own. I was going to say, my goodness. I know. And you do elective plastics, but you also do reconstructive plastics. And so you, more than anybody, know life happens to people. Yeah, I know. I actually do mostly mostly reconstructive. But, But so I'm saying, like, if anybody knows, like, I should probably keep this insurance, it's you. Because it's yeah. easy for the average yeah. person to go through life and be like, I'm not going to get in a car wreck. I'm not going to fall off a bike. I'm not going to get bit by a whatever. And you, that's all you do every day. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. But true, I can't. I can't wrap my head around. I mean, that's that's not even that's not halfway to Genprac money these days. Uh, I know. I know. It's uh, you know, there there was a lot going. It gets, and it's even now. Like I'm not going grateful seeing that it's scary it's scary to go on your own at least like i'm married now my husband's incredibly supportive and so i'd like somebody to like support me but it's it's terrifying and i've been putting it off for a good five years is there another is there another group you can go work with no not for what i do my goodness it's not gonna get any better yeah hmm I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I trust you because this is your field. I'm stunned at how. Yeah, no, I looked is. into it. Actually, I looked into. I did a lot. Um, I, I did a lot of, you know, kind of read the entree leadership book and spent like a really, really long time like exploring two different options. It's like months, and finally, I just kind of a bunch of things lined up. And I think there was also a huge component. You know, I always felt like God would tell me when it was time to go, and He just like just a million things lined up, and it was loud and clear, and He was like, "It's time." So. So, so help me through the specialty know, things, the stuff real quick, because I've got friends that are nurse practitioners that make that. How hard is it to <laughs> pause being dramatically underpaid for what you're doing and go over to another another vertical in medicine? 
Very incredible. It's impossible. You'd have to redo a residency. Okay. All right. Or a fellowship. So I'm actually resident. I'm actually like, I'm, I've done a residency. I've done a fellowship. I've done, that's why I've got such like, that's why my loans are so high. Cause actually I didn't, I finished my school with under, with under 400, but then like interest accrued cause that was kind of for, we're planning on my part. So that's why I end up with 458 cause I deferred for, for uh, quite a bit of time. So what's the total debt load you guys have? Um, it is currently four hundred and sixty-three thousand. Oh my goodness! Is that include a mortgage, or is that all the? Nope. That's all the consumer stuff from school. That's it's my. You got cars in there. His one loan. We have one car, and we just paid off his um his car. As we have his daughter's car, we paid off his car this week. So, um, and then there's a little bit of um, a little bit of IRS in there. Okay. Well, with your current take-home pay, this is going to take a lifetime. And so to John's point, we have to dramatically increase the income. That's the problem right now. we got a huge hole. We have a a decent shovel, but not compared to the hole. So that's going to be your key out of here. And canceling the insurance to make a few extra hundred bucks is not going to be the ticket out either. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. I, I'd keep looking in the in the couch cushions of your budget to see where else you can cut to make some meaningful impact. But the income is where you're going to be able to knock this debt out in the next, you know, four or five years. If you can start throwing, you know, 70, 80 grand of your take home pay at this debt, it's a different equation. What's your husband do? He's in sales. Does he have an opportunity to significantly increase his salary? Um. Yes. Yeah, and he's been working on that. He's actually he's very good at what he does. So yeah. again, like his because he's in sales, his result, his income's also incredibly variable. So it's the, the budgeting thing has been. It's also the first time in my life I've ever done the budget. So. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> well, you guys are also in the Bay Area, which not helping. Yes, we are. Yeah. What's what's your mortgage or rent? Mm-hmm. Twenty nine hundred. Okay, that's reasonable. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It's actually, but. it's actually no, it's actually like stupidly low, and that's actually one of the issues. Is that I'm actually it's complicated, but we're we're going to have to move because it's just not as sustainable. Like I I moved into his bachelor pad, so it's going to have to go up. But well, there's a whole lot that's unsustainable it. right now, and half a million dollars of debt is a bigger problem than moving into the bachelor pad. So I wish you the best in increasing this income and getting rid of half a million dollars in debt. Our friend Jade Warshaw did it. If you need some inspiration and motivation, check out her book, Money's Not a Math Problem. That puts this segment in the books. We'll be right back. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. This is The Ramsey Show. The number to call is 888-825-5225. 
Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you want to repair, maintain, or improve your home, stop wasting time scrolling through pages and pages of providers. Neighborly is all you need to remember for a nationwide network of local home service professionals. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find reliable help near you. Today's question comes from Jim in Ohio. Jim asks, my wife and I decided not to use credit cards prior to marriage. She decided to use one of her cards behind my back and is now $6,000 in debt. She has $6,000 in savings from a settlement to pay it off, but will not. Your thoughts? My thoughts, Jim, are that this is not about using money X to pay off debt Y. This is about you and your wife had a set of values and your wife lied to your face. This is not about using settlement X to pay off debt Y. This is about your wife committing financial infidelity. She cheated on you. Y'all agreed we're not going to do this. She did. That's what you'll have to deal with. Because you deal with that issue, then the what do we do next is anything. If somebody cheats on their spouse and like with another romantic partner and they choose to stay together, the question is often like, what do we do now? We're going to do anything it takes, everything it takes. Y'all just have to have the harder conversation, which is your marriage is in a lot of trouble. Mm. And this is one of the reasons, John, that we recommend people combine bank accounts, have total visibility and communication when it comes to money. Because my guess is they never really combine finances. She's doing her thing over here. Well, she has this 6K in settlement. She has this debt. She won't pay it off. We need to have an hour discussion, a we discussion where we go, we have 6000 in savings. We now have $6,000 in debt. How are we going to solve this and how do we prevent this from ever happening again? And if she says, no, 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 I have $6,000, your Ooh. marriage is in trouble, period. Yep. And I know the internets don't like that. And I know the modern day marriage is stupid. It's an old archaic relic. It's you're, you're, Look around. Look around at our culture. Yeah, you're showing us. Great job, guys. Mm. It is critically important, and you got to be all in. If both of you aren't all in, well, then the whole thing caves in on itself. Part of being all in is saying our money, our debt, our home, not my check goes in my account to pay my bills. Well, then you're glorified roommates, and you did that in college. Nobody wants to go back to that. Yeah, why? disgusting why well sorry you're dealing with that jim but uh, it sounds like it's a good opportunity to reset this marriage and go we're gonna go differently forward and communicate differently we're gonna have different set of values and we're gonna freeze our credit bureau account so that we can't go into debt if we wanted to put some process in place and figure out what was at the root of her going into debt behind your back that's the real issue at hand here all right let's get to the phones marie is in jacksonville Marie, what's going on? Hey, um, so I just out of the blue was laid off. Um, no. I'm very, oh, I know. I am a um, big every dollar user, have been for a while. I try to see very regimented. I am still only on baby step two. Um, but I'm really struggling with making my budget now. I, I'm not quite sure what to do. And it's not, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get a job. I'm definitely working on it. Um, and I guess the biggest question that I have is I did kind of veer off from the plan a little bit because I, I didn't feel secure with a thousand dollars as my buffer. So I actually have $5,000 as a buffer. Okay. So I, I, I don't know my comfort level with letting go of that 5,000. Marie, you're unemployed. 
<laughs> I don't know if it's about being comfortable. It's about surviving. Yeah. How much debt do you have? Um, I am, I know this is going to sound funny, but I'm down to um, 15 in like loans and credit cards and about 110 on my mortgage. Okay. So mortgage aside, you have, we have $15,000 of debt to clean up before we can move on to baby step three and four and five and all of that. Right. Okay. And how much were you, what were you making before you got laid off? I was around, I was going to take home, I was taking home about just under 6000 a month. Nice. What were you doing? Um, running a charter school. That's a big job. Yeah. How'd you, why'd you get laid off? Um, really, it was a personality conflict with my boss and I. I, uh, I had no write-ups, no warnings, no bad performance reviews, nothing. It was just... I know you don't want to work here and I don't want you to work here either. So goodbye. Wow. But so the other side of that is there are a few industries starving for educators more than the education profession, right? Can you Mm -hmm. have a job by January heading into another school? Even if it's not your ideal job, I don't want this job, but it's a job and you're going to do a great job. Yeah. And that's what I'm working on. I actually am hoping to get one that will start at the end of January. Okay. Um, that's a bigger, like more of a career thing, but, um, I am looking at like temporary holdover, like, you know, seasonal anything. But I also want you at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, at I this mean point. like you need a job, right? Yeah. You need a job. And I think, I think it's easy to be like, I'm an educator. I'm an administrator. This is what I do. I'm, I'm a headmaster. Well, you're like, <laughs> you gotta get a job, right? We need some money. Right, money. right. So in the meantime, let's pick up some of the holiday retail hospitality shifts so that you can keep your your home afloat. What are your monthly expenses right now? Um, Monthly expenses, I am, gosh, it's pretty heavy, but I've already gone through, um, I'm actually like looking at my every dollar right now on my computer, but... um, I would say that I've, I mean, I've gone through and reduced everything that I could possibly do. I've reached out to like my cell phone company and they actually gave me a credit for a month. Um, I've reached out to my son's daycare and they're helping me out. I've reached out to my auto insurance, adjusted a little bit of the rates, but not the property damage because I can't let go of at least having enough to cover a car. If God forbid there's an accident but I've reduced that to bring down my um, insurance payment by about $100 a month. So are we talking um, 4000 a month would run the house? What's the number now and, that you've reduced yeah, it about, all? I would say about 4000 Okay. Well, even with this uh, over-indexed starter emergency fund, you're only going to last a mm-hmm. month here. Yeah. And so that scares me on top of, are you a single mom? Yes, I am. Okay. That scares me even more. And so we need to get a job, probably two or three ASAP in order to keep the lights on, keep them at daycare so you can be at work for 50, 60 hours a week until we get back yeah. to that dream job or that drop job in your profession back to making six grand a month take home. Because then this mm-hmm. debt's going to be paid off soon. It's not really a debt problem here. Uh, so as far as budget right now, it is four walls. It's food, utilities, shelter, transportation, insurance. That is it. Everything else you can survive without for a month or two or three. Right. So um, it stinks I you're should, going through I this. should take it out of that emergency fund, though. 
You well, don't have another option. Yeah, right now, yeah. this is it. I would try to not touch that, and I would go get a job and try to create $4,000 of income in the next 30 days right. to cover this. Um, but in the meantime, if you absolutely need to, yes, dip into the emergency fund. The key is don't go further into debt, compounding the problem. How old are your kids? Right. Five. Just five. We've... I don't recommend any of these things I'm saying. I'm just saying some of the creative things that we've seen on the show where people will put their five-year-old, and I made that number up, but put their young child in the backseat of a car and they'll listen to books on CDs or through like Audible or something like that. They will sing and they will deliver food Mm -hmm, mm because that's what they have to do. And this is not how you drew this up, but this is where you find yourself. My fear for you is... It sounds like, um, yeah, it was time. This hurts and this stings and it's the freaking holidays. This is not the moment for the mom of a five-year-old to not have a job. I mean, it's hard, right? It's scary. I don't want that to turn into inertia and turn into, well, I'm going to find this fancy job. Go get a couple of jobs right now. And and it's just ego has got to go out the doors. It's about survival for the next 60 days, 90 days. The other job will come. And Marie, hang on the line. I'm going to take one less expense out of your life. We're going to pay for one year of every dollar premium so that you can get on a plan and get through this season. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Here's a friendly reminder that we are located just south of Nashville, Tennessee, here at the Ramsey Solutions headquarters, and we love having guests visit us. We've got some lovely folks from all over the country, even met a nice fellow from Sweden, John. Guy's amazing. Incredible. And so uh, you are welcome to show up. You can watch the show live. You can get free fresh-baked cookies and lattes and all of that. We've got a bookstore. There's a little museum timeline wall. We made it a a really fun experience. If you want to pop through, if you're in town for some reason or nearby, we'd love to have you during the holidays. Caitlin joins us up next in Sacramento, California. Caitlin, what's going on? Hi, George. Hi, Dr. John. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I just have a quick question. I am currently in baby step number two. I'm working on my debt snowball. And I have a good old Sally Mae loan that my dad co-signed on with me. And I'm just curious. My dad's been asking me about it, and I'm still trying to work through my snowball. I have a couple smaller things ahead of it. But since he's been asking me about it, he's asked me to make it a priority in paying that off. So I just wanted your guys' opinion on if I should move that up in my debt snowball, knock it out, and then go back the way it's intended, or have a conversation with my dad, let him know what my estimated timeline is, and go from there. Hmm. Where does it currently fall in the debt snowball? Um, I have uh, I have about two um, smaller credit cards in front of it. So uh, when do you think you get there? Is this like six months from now? Um, yeah, I was thinking July or August, just depending on bonuses from work and things like that. And that's when you'd start on that debt? That's when I would be done with paying that debt off. Okay. I would communicate that with him and say, hey, Dad, I'm following this plan. This is a proven plan that I know is going to get me out of debt. I'm very committed to this. I commit to paying off this debt that I took out, even though you signed it. And here's, here's the date I plan on. Why is he being, why does, what, why does he being dramatic about it? Well, so he actually also follows you guys, and he did the Financial Peace University at our church when I was in high school. 
And um, since then, he had paid off all of his debt and then fell back into it. And so he's trying to work on his stuff while I work on mine. And he just wants to make sure all of his, you know, T's are crossed and I's are dotted. He's taking out his um, shame and angst on you. He made a yeah. he made a decision that he knew at the moment he was doing it was gonna get it was gonna create a rift in your relationship with him. And by the way, I put this on the parents one hundred percent of the time. You're a kid. It's not your job to manage your parents. It's your job to push up against boundaries and see if they hold. You did, and his boundaries he caved, and he co-signed, and he feels embarrassed and stupid about it. He used to teach people to never do that, and he did it. And now he's trying to make himself feel better by weighing on you. Because he has like a context, I would tell him, Dad, I'm following this plan to a T. I'll have you paid off in June or July. Yeah. And I wouldn't have any more conversation. My friend Jefferson Fisher, we talk about all the time, there is power in the pause. The person who talks last loses. This is the conversation. Ta-da. I will have you paid off in July. Gotcha. But when you say that, Caitlin, that's your word. That's your integrity on the line. And so you better have that thing paid off by July. That's going to light a fire under you to get paid off early. Shock him. It's going to be May. And you're going to be like, here, Dad, it's gone. Here's the letter. It's paid off. But right now, this is hurting the relationship. And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons we tell family members never to co-sign debt for other family members. It always hurts the relationship. Well, and in this particular situation, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't want to talk bad about your dad. He's on the phone, but it sounds like he is using this as a vehicle for hurting the relationship. It it seems like there's no reason for this to hurt the relationship right now. Yeah, it, it wasn't ever, like, he didn't bring it up to me with any malicious intent. We have a pretty good relationship. Um, he just, you know, we, I, I talked to him because I have him as a partner in this and, um, I've talked to him about my debt snowball and he talks to me about his and I just, um, brought up that I had this student loan still outstanding and he was, he didn't bring it up pushy or anything like that. Okay. He was just, you know, this was when we, when he signed it for me, he signed it with, you know, I graduated last, um, June, June, 2022. And um, he said that, you know, it would be a priority. He would co-sign as long as it was a priority after I graduated, regardless of the student loan pause and all of that, um, because it's private. So he just said, you know, this is your priority after you graduate. And so since then, I've been working on um, following you guys, your guys' plan, the debt snowball, all of that. It's coming up. It's, you know, it's not too far away. So he was just, it was more so of like a reminder like, hey, you said this would be a priority. Oh, I think you tell like, them absolutely it is. It's, it's just yeah, in the right, right. order. So it, it's just, it's very much a priority. You want it to be priority number one. For me, it's priority number three, but it's a priority. We will get it taken care of, I promise. Yeah, that's as easy as that. Easy Thanks as for that. the call, I'm Caitlin. glad to know he's not hassling you. That doesn't sound like he's a bad guy. It sounds like he's just, he had a picture of what priority meant, and you had a picture of what priority meant, and y'all just need to align that. That's good. All right, let's move on to Matt in Charlottesville, Virginia. Matt, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. All right, so kind of just discovered this whole thing uh, about a couple months ago, and I've, you know, 
on baby step two, me and my wife um, got about $400,000 in, in debt right now. Is that consumer um, debt or does that include your mortgage? Uh, well, we have a, a home equity line of credit um, and the rest of it's consumer debt, credit cards, cars, a boat, jet skis, just a bunch of you know stupid purchases I've made over the, over the years. <laughs> All right. How can we help? All right. So, um, like I said, we're on, we're on baby step two. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where do I start if I, if I need to, you know, sell a couple of things that, I, that we don't necessarily need, but we like, um, a lot of things, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything can yeah, go at this point. Pretty much I, all of it. I think yeah. you, you stop liking them when they become a burden in your life because you can't afford the payments and you don't even get to enjoy them. You owe half a million dollars and your house is on the block. You sell everything. Yeah, I mean, so we can, you know, I can afford the payments technically, right? It's just, we don't you, care about the payments. We started doing this. Yeah, no, when we started doing this, it's just, you know, you look at that amount of debt and you're like, holy crap. Please tell me you doing? guys make a buttload of money. So, yeah, I mean, I, I make around $18,000 a month. Uh, my wife makes around $4,000 a month. So, um, is that gross? So you're making 22K gross per month? That, that's take home, yeah, after taxes. Take home. Okay. Well, that helps. That's a good salary, but you're not setting the world on fire. No, exactly. Yeah, and like I said, I see that amount of debt. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. Trucks go, boat goes, jet skis go. When you get out of debt, and then you can afford these things, you can go back and buy them with cash. But you can't. I mean, you can't afford them. They're depreciating assets that are that are making you guys make too much money to be this broke. Yeah, no doubt. And you can buy them with cash later on at a discount because you're about to sell these at a discount. So you know that good and well, my friend. So how quickly, here's the thing, you can wait and keep all of your toys and you can pay off $400,000 in debt making, you know, you guys make two sixty take home. If you put 10, my guess is though, you, you have $15,000 in expenses every month. Um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so then you only have five or six left over to throw at the debt and you got 400, man. I mean, do simple, simple math. You're a smart guy. It's going to take forever at this rate. And that's why we're telling you, hey, if you can sell off $150,000 worth of this stuff and have two fifty dollars to stare down and be throwing 15000 at it and be living off of five to cover your household expenses, now we start to get this ball rolling. I want to see you out of this debt in two or three years. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I thought. Just, I need to get my wife fully on board with it, but yeah. Well, so the way you do that is you sit down with your wife and not like, here's the plan we're going to do. You sit down with your wife and say, I'm so scared I can't breathe. Will you go with me on an adventure for a couple of years so we can get this family to be safe? Because right now we're not safe. Thanks for the call, man. Sorry you guys are going through this, but it's a solvable problem, but it's going to take some sacrifice. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Dr. John Deloney, all the folks in the booth, and you, America. We'll be back before you know it.